Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our three, Lori and Julia here on the fully closed MyTalk 1071. We're streaming at MyTalk1071.com. We're also on the MyTalk app. And uh, MyTalk 1071 is celebrating Pride Month in June. And this year's Ashley Rubes Pride Parade is going virtual Sunday, June 28th. And MyTalk has created a new proud MyTalker tee that you can wear while you watch it's on sale now we never sell these i don't think we have ever sold pride t-shirts before people have asked all the time over the years if they can get one well now you can so go to mytalk1071.com keyword pride all proceeds going to twin cities pride all right very good very good also if uh, you missed us uh, talking about it a couple hours ago the prince estate um released a new lyric video for his song baltimore which he wrote um uh, Four years ago when uh, Freddie Gray, I believe it was, and Eric Garner both died that year. So that's posted. And also, if you want to see the Dear Class of 2020, um, all the amazing speeches that went on on that. Holly posted uh, Beyonce, BTS, everybody can take a look at that. And Billie Eilish is the July-August cover of GQ. And you can take a look at Billie Eilish. I have a lot of feels about her. I like her. Yeah, I like her too. She's so young, mm-hmm. but really thoughtful about her media presence and she was what the first she puts one her to name tell on. All, and... all lives matter people to sit the hell down. Yeah, she really did. She did. She was the first one out of the gate and she was bliss. We talked about it. We were like, yes, that was like so good. And, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff out there you know about the defunding of the police and everything we're not we're not just going to not have a police department i mean i think one of the best explanations that i saw on what exactly that means was john oliver's show last night was incredible about um you can watch it on youtube but he he devoted his entire show to the police and when i say devoted i do not mean you know, uh, he did an in-depth analysis starting with the Civil War, moving through Jim Crow, the civil rights, the militarization of police forces, how Democrats and Republicans have spent decades doing law and order, becoming law and order politicians and uh, the union. And Bob Kroll from the Minneapolis Police Department has a nice starring role, but it was really enlightening and it doesn't mean like okay we're not going to have police departments anymore Mm -hmm. it's about really it's how at the city council level that is how we're change is going to be made and you can't have the police policing themselves as far as how they 
take care of protecting and serving the community, which is paid for by tax dollars. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for like having a team of like a social worker team. So if you're dealing with a homeless person situation, that's how you'd handle that. If you have someone that has overdosed, let's say that you'd have a team on that was experts in drug addiction. But they're going to finally, I think this, all of this is that instead of just passing it on to the next administration, the next city council, I mean, the time is now people want these changes. Yeah. I, I am, I, I am afraid to not have a police force. Yeah, we're not, that's not going to happen. I just want to say that out loud. Yeah, what that, I am encouraged about is looking at these other alternative models and what they look like. And I hope before this defunding and all of this rhetoric gets too far down the it, road, yeah, it's more, someone starts to talk about what it really is because... But that's what it is right now is rhetoric because it has... To, if you watch the John Oliver thing, he really goes through it and how this is done. So it is more rhetoric and it doesn't mean you're not going to have a police department. That and isn't I think going that's to important. The to city of Minneapolis has a out. budget of $193 million and they kind of police themselves in a way. And when you saw some of the stuff that like, like that, this Bob Kroll guy, that union, he's got to go, but the, the union elects him. So he, it was very, um reassuring and he is so good at breaking down what that what it means mm-hmm. that i just would encourage you to he also watch talked it. in the all of our episode he talked about how policing became what it is today yes the process of that, that and then being asked to do really, more and more of these types of calls that really had nothing to do with policing yeah and then, you know, he let a woman speak at the end of it and she gave this message. It was from a viral thing powerful. that was very powerful. And he was like almost in tears when it was over, but it was just really, really, really good. So um, also um, just in what are other, you know, famous and influential people doing Wanda Sykes was on Jimmy Kimmel live last week where she talked about the fact that so many people were coming out to protest and, um, she just basically, her message is we need white people to tell white people to stop being racist. Um, Makes sense. And there's a lot of that happening on Facebook. I've seen a lot of people posting that, um, you know, they're, people are trying, people are doing more thoughtful um, things on Facebook where it seems like they're reaching out to people that they know and they might even be addressing, they don't say it, but they might be addressing friends and family that might be more Republican leaning where they're trying to not just be a flamethrower. There's been a lot of uncomfortable conversations in a lot of houses this last week. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And then, um, the uh, Alex Ohanian, he was on Good Morning America. He and um, uh, his darling wife, Serena, and oh, he's just, you know, he's the co-founder of Reddit. He founded it in college. Yeah. And he just, uh, he said, my wife didn't make me do this. I wanted to step down. <laughs> Thanks for clarification. Yeah, I wanted to just clarify that I wanted, and I thought long and hard about giving up my Reddit seat at the board, but there too many board meetings where there isn't anyone um, that looks like my wife to advocate for social and racial justice. Cause so he's like, yeah, she didn't make me do this. I have a daughter with her. 
Yeah. That's that's basically it. So and that, you know, racial representation is needed in boardrooms. Uh, yeah, we still yeah. barely have women in boardrooms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, adding people of color would be amazing. Yeah, so he's he's doing that. Mark Wahlberg is in a lot of trouble, you guys. Uh, I saw a Wahlberger bus side today, and I was thinking, that's so odd. Like, can you even get a Wahlberg? Mall of America? Well, but they weren't open until like a day ago. Well, Some preparing. of them are attached to high Vs. Yeah. Oh, Maybe? that's why. Maybe. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Because I was like, how can we even get a Wahlberger if we even wanted one? Yeah, so he is getting in trouble because he posted a Black Lives uh, Matter tribute memorial to George Floyd. And then, you know, people were yelling at him because of uh, he had a hate crime conviction on an assault, beat that crap out of an a, a Vietnamese man when he was 16. Hmm, that's seedy. Yeah, and but he was, you know, 16. So do you guys cut anything with, like, that's, I yeah. always think of the whole Your- frontal cortex yeah you're not you know doing that but um anyway he he did serve 45 days back in the day but that was so anyway people were yelling and bringing up that about him and um blah 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 and people were just like you know look at how i don't know he was just getting yelled at basically (laughs) about a lot of things so people were not in um not in the mood for him. And he said the lack of impact uh, uh, that he's made on advocating for anybody of color is symptomatic and he should go shut up, basically, is what he was told. Drew Brees' wife, she issued an apology on Instagram. I thought this was really interesting and very thoughtful. Yeah, on Saturday. So Drew Brees, the quarterback for for the New Orleans Saints, he had, uh, you know... Tried to do some conflating of the knee and the flag and black lives. And he ended up getting, uh, you know, basically scolded and realized he had some probably some heart to hearts with some of his teammates. Mm-hmm. And he apologized. Then he apologized again. Then he addressed President Trump that kneeling doesn't have any take anything away from the flag. He got educated that Colin Kaepernick was told to kneel as a suggestion by a guy who was a former Marine. This would be a way to protest social injustice, blah, blah, blah. So Drew's wife then on Saturday posts on Insta. Did you watch it then? I read it. Yeah. She, she went to Insta and she just said, we are the problem in all capital letters. It was very impassioned. So she's, we are the problem. I give her like she talks about her that. white privilege mm-hmm. and how she didn't understand and how he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And they've spent some thoughtful time in the last couple of days and they will continue to do so. Yeah. And we I knew he was a good guy because he was like one of the first people in the in the covid that, you know, five million dollars just for the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was kind of so that was somebody doing extra apologies Terry Crews, people are yelling at him. Maybe Holly, we're going to talk about that in the Dirt Alert. I don't know. And then Ben Affleck and Matt Damon took their kids to the v- Brianna uh, Taylor Memorial this weekend. It, they were all there in their masks. And oh, that's interesting. So Ben, Ben or uh, Matt's home from Ireland, and Ben 
just took a picture of the cardboard cutout on the couch. <laughs> That's phone. Maybe he's got a better one. But yeah, they were uh, they they uh, were there on Friday. So there's just two guys and their kids. Yeah, yeah. So Hanging that's out, good. Checking out things. All right, listen. We come back. We do have Holly in the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Where are we going? We're going to start with some celebrity justice news concerning Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa Bryant. She is seeking hundreds of millions of dollars of, as part of a wrongful death lawsuit against the helicopter company and the estate of a pilot involved in that deadly crash in January. So that suit was filed in February. And now Vanessa is making a claim that she is entitled to hundreds of millions of dollars in future lost earnings as a result of Kobe Bryant's untimely death. So what she is saying, she is seeking economic damages, non-economic damages, prejudgment interest, punitive damages, and other relief as the court deems just and proper. So how, how much money is there to be had? I mean, she's going to get it. She's going to get everything they have. Yeah. Basically because they, they knew, it, I mean, the pilot was, it was bad conditions. He shouldn't have taken off that day. Mm-hmm. And what Vanessa is saying in this lawsuit and what the lawsuit says is that Kobe Bryant's future lost earnings equal hundreds of millions oh, of dollars. I, I mean, maybe, you know, the yeah. greatest of all time basketball player. Yeah. What could he have done not only on the court, but off the court and beyond? Jeez. So she is filing what, that she's, today. Uh, she really this year, he dies, COVID, and then George Floyd. And, you know, she's single mom now. Ah, what a sad yeah. thing. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Uh, let us not forget that there's a James Bond movie going to be released later this year. Oh, no time to die. About that. <laughs> uh, no time to die is the name of the movie. It was scheduled to come out in April. It got rescheduled pretty early on uh, during the COVID nineteen pandemic because hey, guess what? Nobody around the world was going to movies. But I'm sure that this uh, story was brought to us by Barbara Broccoli, the producer of James Bond. But according to multiple reports, James Bond could be a dad. Okay. In the upcoming that, movie, No Time to that Die. That is just a... <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So, this is where they're going to... Do they think people are going to go because of that plot line and James Bond? Geez, Barbara Bro- Broccoli, they must be really worried about how this movie tested. Well, right. Or that people forgot about it. Case in point, you, Maybe. Lori, and Stephanie just yeah, forgot okay. that this movie even existed. Yeah, because so- it was supposed to be released and then it got bumped. Yes. Well, um, outlets are reporting that call sheets from the new film appear on eBay for sale. And one description is standing out. The call sheet suggests that... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. James Bond could be a father for the first time in this upcoming movie, describing a scene with a character named Dr. Madeline Swan, MI6 agent Nomi, and a child called Mathilda. So they're saying maybe Mathilda doesn't appear oh, as a Lori's character. Anybody got time for children James in Bond James Bond and movie? Kids? I don't know. That seems like a lame thing. Uh, no Time to Die is going to be out November 12th. And remember, maybe you were not aware of this. Maybe we are. Anna de Armas is in No Time to That's Die. That's right. Is she, the, is she the Bond girl? She is a Bond, Bond girl. girl. I don't know oh. uh, how all the Bond girls mm. are being portrayed in this particular movie. But, but I want to... Quiet Place 2 is the movie that I want to see in the theater. Yeah, because you wanted to know what happened oh, after yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that was such a great movie. And I won't spoil it by saying much more. But yeah, yeah it kind of ended and you were like, oh, Ooh. wait. I want more. Oh, stressful. Right. And all these movies that we haven't had an opportunity to see yet. I think Quiet Place 2, they'll get that out as fast as they can. That would be a good summer movie. Oh, yeah. Well, and Mm. and it would be very successful financially at the box office. And movie companies are desperate to have any kind of revenue at this point. I'm feeling a little terrified about our watching in the future. Like, when is Handmaid's Tale going to come back? Are all these shows just off for a year? That's why it's a good thing there's a lot of, there's a stack deep of shows. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't know. I can't speak to when the hand is anyone back to filming. No, no. Oh, they're slowly. Last week it was reported uh, that the mayor of Los Angeles was talking to some of the unions and other people who coordinate making movies and that they are trying to work out a rollout plan Mm -hmm. to get people back onto the sets. Now, some people are solving that problem on their own, like Tyler Perry He's flying all his people out to yeah. Atlanta, out at his film studio, and essentially he's making summer movie camp. Like mm-hmm. everybody who goes out there, the cast and crew, they are living and working at Tyler Perry's film studio. Quarantining, getting COVID tests, I mean, all of that. Hmm. Yeah, and nobody leaves once they arrive. Right, right. But outside of that, I mean, there aren't that many facilities like Tyler Perry's out there. So Think it's of still- the showman's is Lori. Oh, I mean, Fabulous. you're quarantined and you can't Fabulous. leave the yeah. premises and mm-hmm. you're feeling all hot and bothered. Oh. I'm feeling a slasher movie coming up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Keanu Reeves because the Lori and Julia show loves a good Keanu Sans, right? Mm-hmm. So he's talking to Empire Magazine about Matrix 4 and the reason why he decided to do this movie He's back as Neo. The reason he said he wants to do it is because Lana Wachowski wrote a beautiful script. So, And she did write the original one, which I went to the theater with Highland with uh, Casey and his two kids. And the guys, under they understood it. And Nikki and I just looked at each other and we we're like, oh, my God. I don't get those movies. Oh, I, I was I haven't watched John Wick either. You don't like John Wick? I've never seen it. Oh, that's a good one. You'd like that. Okay. But The Matrix... 
Holly, I could see you loving it. <laughs> I Just, loved the first one. The yeah. the music, the the special effects. That was one of those movies that you remember seeing. Yeah. Because it was so groundbreaking at the time. The special effects, the the bullets and slow yeah, motion. Yeah, and I remember and, seeing it, but I don't know what I saw. But I, yeah. it's memorable. That's how I felt about that movie um, with Leonardo DiCaprio, where it was like a future movie, Shattered Glass or something. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about, Holly? No. Like a, kind of a, a memento type Are, of thing. Inception? Yeah. Yes. Inception. <laughs> like we got there. That yeah. with uh, <laughs> the lady from Juno. Yes. Ellen with Page. With Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie, I could watch it 10 times and have no idea yeah. what was happening. Yeah. yeah. Didn't and, get it. And my, my Hollywood boyfriend, Michael Caine, also in that movie. Just got to give him That's a shout right. out. Uh, Joe Judice has a new job in addition to... <laughs> boxing. I just need to laugh. Yeah, that's why we bring you this story. So in addition to celebrity boxing, uh, Joe Judice is going to be fighting Jennifer Lopez's ex-husband, Ohani Noah, in the Caribbean later this fall. But now he is going to be hosting his own cooking show from Italy. It's called Juicy Joe's Cucina from Italy to Jersey. That actually could be good. It could. I know it. Because he is a good cook. Yeah. yeah. He cooked a lot. And then, then the markets, you know, the you know, go, going to, you could go to the market. You can feel like you're going to the market with Joe. And Joe Italy. lost all the weight. Yeah. So he's probably yeah. kind of on a health kick. I'm not going to laugh at that one out in night. Uh, yeah. You can see it. Uh, this is being executive produced by Joe and Robin Levy from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So Whoa. what does, so as a housewife uh, aficionado, what does that say to you? I say I would uh, I would watch it right now over the damn Jersey. Or I mean the the Housewives of Beverly Hill in New York. Who oh yeah, jumped over their peaches and diamonds because they're crying apples. all the time. They're crying all the time <laughs> over stupid stuff. Not even good stuff, and not even in good places. Just crying. Just crying over just uh, yeah. Oh so, gosh, like if you're crying, at least do it. What on the Mall Moffley Coast? Yes, or, you yes. know, yes. cry somewhere exactly. good, would ya? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we that's all. With some sex Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex for now. To the people at home or in the crowd, it keeps coming up anyhow. Don't be coy, avoid a make voice. Okay, everybody. All right, so. Julia and I have had discussions about this, this love in the time of COVID. What is going to happen? Will there be a baby boom? Will there be a divorce boom? What is going on? She, I just will take it from her that the dating world is like ceased to exist because she said, it's not fun to flirt when there's nothing to talk about. And you Zoom date and Mm. it's just, you're staring at each other and it's bad enough to have a Zoom meeting, let alone a date. Right. So... Anyway, this is kind of interesting survey from Monmouth University, a poll that was done April 30th to May 4th. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, a month months, into COVID, even Six longer, weeks, yeah. yeah, longer than that. And it was uh, 808 adults. And um, uh, what they wanted to find out was, you know, how are relationships doing in the in love in the time of COVID-19? And what they found out is contrary to what we all thought, which because people, there were a lot of stories about how China, after their, restricted lift, their restrictions lifted, that there was a surge of divorce cases. And we just kind of expected the same okay. thing happening here. And... Um, the cooped up couples, as we're entering, you know, the third month, the country is not maybe going to have divorce 
skyrocketing rates. The pandemic is not as bad for romantic relationships as feared. People who were married or living with a significant other or in a romantic relationship, 59% said they were extremely satisfied. 33% said very satisfied. Mm. So that's... That's almost 90%. That's right. Um, Only four were somewhat satisfied and only a measly 1% were not two or not at all. 1%. And that's surprising. Yeah, the extremely satisfied percentage was consistent with pre-pandemic polls, researchers said, but the somewhat satisfied and not satisfied responses were cut in half. And it what they theorize is that people are reappreciating maybe the rock in their life or the steadiness mm-hmm. and getting a newfound appreciation, whereas before they might have been focusing on all the things that weren't right. Well, and those first two weeks were a little rough for our house. Just going to say it was like, okay, but then we sort of got into a new rhythm and a new routine and redefining of our spaces and being more clear about that. You know, you couldn't just go out and go drive around when you were annoyed. You had to stay stay there and like deal and say, I just need some space. Well, the study also found that the pandemic hasn't changed the way people behave. Seven in 10 said they don't argue with their significant other more now than they used to. And 77% said their sex life hasn't changed. And um, uh, the lead um, researcher on this said the extra demands on the relationship from managing work life, homeschooling, and generally dealing with the global pandemic, pandemic are balanced out by more quality time, quality yeah, time with the ones we love. Yep. And people make a couple steps back and other go forward. And um, most people are optimistic about how the experience will affect the long-term success of their union. And similar poll results were reported after 9-11 huh. when Monmouth University did this. So it's that optimism is a promising sign. Do you so, remember after 9-11, like all we did was watch TV? We watched CNN for two weeks straight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all we did. Yeah. And it was yep. just like, what is going to happen? Yep. You know, it was very scary. So the expected increase in unhappy couples has not materialized. Okay. I like that. But so, it did materialize in China. You said that's interesting. Yeah. Well, divorce rates were said to be skyrocketing. How do you really know? We don't know anything that's happening in China for real. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't even know if that's a media yeah, it's story a little that the bit of Chinese a covert government tried to there. spread. Mm-hmm. You know? So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Now, I love Dr. Ruth's response to is this. Is she still alive? Oh, yeah. She is. Oh. <laughs> yes. And, and How do old it. is she? I don't know, but she okay, is. I she saw is alive. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. 92. Huh? 92. 92. Must have orgasms. Watch the documentary Ask Dr. Ruth on Hulu. So good. So good. Okay. Really, really good. So she, uh, you know, she's like on Twitter. She's on the social media. And I think it was the study came out from Harvard University. And by the way, um, Joan Rivers would have been 87 today. Oh, boy. FYI. But um, she's very active on Twitter, um, and she did a very funny thing after this Harvard study came out about um, couples should wear face masks during sex. 
And Dr. Ruth said, I can't imagine people hooking up actually wearing masks. That's why I advocate only having sex with someone you're in a relationship with. (laughs) Good point. So, um, yeah, this study said that uh, hooking up carries some risk for transmitting COVID from one to another. And they said, wear a face mask while doing it. And this was uh, published um, a couple weeks ago, and it just was ranking frisky situations based on how likely it is to catch the Rona while in the act. And um, here is the riskiest sexual scenario, sex with people other than those with whom one is quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) That's the study of doll right there. Yeah, no kidding. So if you have an out-of-house coronavirus crush, besides keeping your mask on, avoid kissing. That's no fun. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, anything that involves semen and shower before and after and clean your spaces with (laughs) alcohol wipes or soap. It just doesn't seem... Wait, you're supposed to avoid that? Well, have a condom. Okay, but like, can you spread it through bodily fluid semen like that? I would think in some ways that'd be the safest thing possible because you're faces are in different you're not face to face you're junk to junk yeah but as it were think face about, to junk yeah but think about you know other things that can happen other ways that it can be other ways that where mouths travel and tongues and you know, just lots of fluids okay yeah, All yeah. Right. so anyway this uh <laughs> Inst- I just had such a funny just visual is here yeah. you know that somebody out there like this is their thing. Mm-hmm. This is their kink, and they are just celebrating all the live long day. Yeah, that you know, people are wearing masks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, let's celebrate oh, that. Yeah, that could be considered like a bondagey. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so, way to think of the positives over there, Holly. Gotta yeah. try. I my imagination when it comes to sex is pretty dimmed. <laughs> is it limited? <laughs> I, I, is the flashlight on? It low? takes a long time for me to get my mind where it needs to be going in this topic. They're just basically like for people hooking up. You know. Uh, okay. You're gonna have to think about things. Maybe you're not gonna be able to be as frisky as you once were. Maybe you were... I feel like this is a real problem for people. It's a real rock we're... blocker all the way around. Yeah, and we have probably another twelve months of it. You know, so, people are gonna just be throwing caution to the wind and it'll be yeah. like nineteen sixty eight all over again. Although I guess if you gotta wear face masks during sex, um nobody has to worry about ugly orgasm face. <laughs> <laughs> And the optimism. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I have I have to say, as a woman who has a few chin hairs on occasion, it's been very liberating to forget about them. And then all of a sudden you're like, like oh, whoa. my gosh. Yeah, so. You just get that flash of mustache in the mirror and it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, What's yeah. On there? Well, there's but a lot of fur happening. Anyway, yeah, that was Harvard University. Orgasm face. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so there you go. Just I don't know that a if lot of people. If you're single and trying to have sex right now, I just want to say I'm sorry. It must be hard. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you know, can't find any optimism in that. And sorry. just dating would be hard. Yeah, I mean it'll be good for like people who you have like even... plastic bag fetishes and stuff. Ew. 
people. You can't even have like good work romances, you know, because you're not at work. You're no. sitting at home in your sweatpants. The whole world is rock blocking you. Yeah. Is what it feels like. In your like. sweatpants. In your sweatpants. But things are opening up, and I think, you know, I felt like we actually saw people on dates on Saturday night. We might have. We there might was have. a couple near yeah. us, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, anyway, all right. Well, I don't know if we helped you or what, but that's what we know about sex today. We'll be right back. Rest in peace, Bonnie Pointer. We learned this morning that uh, Bonnie Pointer of the Pointer Sisters passed away, her sister and me. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Anita announced it, that she died this morning. She was 69 years old and that is, she's best known for her cover of Heaven Must Have Sent You. Great dance song. It is a good dance song. It is. And uh, take a look at Holly posted uh, the Prince Estate released a new video um, uh, to his song Baltimore, a new lyric video in honor of George Floyd. Because if he still had celebrated birthdays, he would have been 62 yesterday. Hmm. Because when he became a Jehovah Witness, he didn't celebrate birthdays. It's hard to believe he was that old. That yeah. If you don't celebrate your birthday, then you don't have to hear crap like that, <laughs> Stephanie. Jeez. Hey, I just had a birthday, okay? I know, but I mean that is the that is the thing. It's oh, like right. is that old at sixty nine, Bonnie Pointer, we say, Oh, that's young. I mean, you know what if yeah. you're gonna live to be see it's all relative. Yes. You're right, Lori B. You're Thank right. You. We just said Bonnie was young at sixty nine. No, yeah, and then you're like that old. I'm like <laughs> trying to fight the age fight. I'm ready to be Jehovah like Prince. So okay, I don't fine. To, you yeah. can just stop acknowledging your birthday. <sighs> mm-hmm. But then you wouldn't get birthday month, Lori. And if anybody loves a good birthday month, oh, man. it that, is you. I know, and birthday month is 22 days away. Yeah, and the countdown no, to birthday I mean, month. I, it was what be, are you going to do for really, birthday month? I mean, it was really going to be a good one. The Basilica was actually on my birthday oh. on a Saturday. I don't know. Am I going to have to hire a band and have a party? A socially distanced backyard party? A park or something? Do I have to get a permit? I need to start thinking about this. We can help you there. Yeah. I you mean, can have up you, to 50 people in your small gathering. Or 250 if it's a big place, I thought. If you're a big company doing something, maybe. Individuals, I think it was 50, but, you know, who's coming? I can incorporate you in sure 22 can. days. You sure can. I think we might have to have a party for you. Uh, with a band. Yeah, I know a place. Yeah. All right. This This headline absolutely made me laugh. Queen Elizabeth Corgis have their own footmen and a la carte menus. Now, they put this story out today just to try and get away from Randy Andy. But Nice try. Good <laughs> attempt, because I want to know about the Corgis I, menu. Well, I'll just tell you that. So this was, a, this was actually a guy uh, who worked as a chef at Buckingham Palace for 15 years. And he was like on a YouTube show. Talking about, I mean, you would have questions for a guy who worked as a chef at sure, Buckingham sure. Palace. This yeah. would be an interesting guy. 
So he said, what I, what I didn't expect was to be cooking for the queen's dog. I thought I would just be cooking only for kings, queens, presidents, fancy people. And I did eventually. But my first job was cooking for the royal corgis. Making them fresh food every day. They had their own menu. They sleep in little wicker baskets in the corgi room. And they were looked after by two footmen called footmen called Doggy One and Doggy Two. That's what they were just called. How many are there? Well, now they only she only has two dorgies, um, which is a cross between a corgi and a dachshund. Okay. And their names are Vulcan and Candy. But the queen doesn't have any more corgis because she didn't want a corgi to outlive her. Oh. So um, she's had corgis since, well, the royal family have had them since 1933. She got one for thir- for her 13th birthday, called it Susan, and she's had over 30. And um, anyway, so he said, yeah, we cooked uh, rabbit, chicken, liver, beef, cabbage, and rice. The most important thing was to dice everything up so that there would be no bones. If you were the chef who had a corgi choke on a bone, you'd be in real trouble. Yeah, you'd think. You do. And then um, uh, Harry said about the dogs, I spent 33 years having those dogs bark at me. And William (laughs) said the corgis bark all the time. And Megan, supposedly the story is when she met Queen Elizabeth, the corgis didn't bark at her. Okay, and so that was the beginning of the love affair. That's why the yeah. queen really likes her because she's a true dog lover. And I even got an email from somebody who told me all about how wonderful corgis are, and that they're not barkers, but I know that they are. I saw a corgi today <laughs> walking across the street, and I they're so cute. They have the smallest legs. Yes, they do. Yes. It's and a wonder they can even balance and keep their bodies up. And they have the plush butts. Yes, they're so cute. My sister has a corgi. They and, really are. Yes, and they don't yap all the time, but they are greeters. They're vocal. They're vocal. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Vanity Fair did the photo of Queen Elizabeth Annie Leibovitz, and she was. On the steps, I can't remember what palace, and she made it. Might have had like four corgis, two corgis and two dorgies. And in the story, she said, "When the two corgis go, I'm not getting another one because I don't want a corgi to outlive me." Oh, so that's just going on. I want you to know that. Yeah, she's uh, getting up there in years too. Speaking of, she's 92, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I think that she quite likes that all of this has happened. She doesn't not have to rush about all the time. It's not Groundhog Day anymore for right. her now. She just has to worry about how she's going to, you know, protect her stupid son, <laughs> her third child, who and allegedly is her favorite. Mm-hmm. Darn it! Yeah. Sophie Wessex, I talked about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. You know, she's married to Prince Edward, the youngest son. She just defended. I. She said, I hope they will be happy. She didn't say. Yeah, she can't get in the scrum. No, she can't. But um, people who were yelling at Meghan about, oh, she didn't have her little bridesmaids wear tights because she wanted to have them wear little anklets. Sophie also had her little there's always a little tension between Lori and i when she talks about megan (laughs) the most vilified woman racially vilified yes because megan's not my favorite 
and you've been unduly influenced by all the negative headlines. I am influenced by the hierarchy of the history of the queen and the monarchy. That's all I am influenced by. See? There you go. Okay. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks, Holly. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.